Hello, and welcome to the Television Spotlight on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John May. In this episode, we'll be having a spoiler-filled discussion about a television show that we think you'll enjoy. In this episode, I am joined by my sister Kay, and we're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion on the limited series of Moon Knight from Disney+. Plus. This ran for six episodes. I say limited series. It may or may not get a second series, but they're billing it as a limited series for some of the award stuff, so that's what I'm using. And I will start by saying I think this did a fairly good job of adapting some of the Moon Knight comics, some much more directly and explicitly than others. I will also say that I am personally more of a fan, because it's where I really started to know the character, of the Moon Knight from like the 80s. Now the character started in the 70s, and they referenced a lot of the origin and some stuff like that, and I'm not going to say that I've read all of those things, but I'd read the series he had in the 80s when he was a member of the West Coast Avengers and things of that sort. And at that point, he was more or less a take Batman, give him an Egyptian motif, a white costume, and it was more or less that kind of a take. Okay. Okay. He was Mark Spector, rich guy who would go around as Stephen Grant or whatever, but he was a sane superhero. Later, they introduced the multiple personality aspect, got much heavier on taking the the Khonshu and the vengeance of and the fists of aspect much more literally introducing the Khonshu really is either existing or something that Mark sees or Stephen sees or Jake sees or whomever because mm-hmm. again multiple personalities and then later I'm trying to think when the Mr. Knight character originated that may have even been within the last 10-15 years I forget maybe a little longer but I remember that take on the character which I thought was interesting but very different than the Moon Knight I was reading before that. And I'll admit, I have not read a lot of the more recent Moon Knight stuff. I got off when they did a miniseries where one of the running commentaries of it for the first six six issues is that it was taking him that long to get up out of the chair and walk across the room. I mean, Moon Knight was just literally sitting around. I mean, that's that's a harsh statement, but it, it sure felt that way. And there are other people uh, that are bigger fans of the character than I am, but I think they did a good job taking what I've seen in the comics and what I'm aware of from from the comics and adapting it to a a six-issue streaming series. It was fun, but confusing. That's the part I think they adapted well. Okay. The confusing. Yes. There have been parts where it is a surreal head trip kind of a thing. The whole bit with the asylum and stuff, I read that arc of, of one of the titles five, ten years ago. I forget exactly when, but I yeah, remember yeah. the whole thing is, is he insane? Is he not? Is he in the asylum? You know, and again, the confusion in the comic, they very much pulled here. Is that a good thing? I don't know. There were times when I was struggling to follow along because mm-hmm. I have no familiarity with the comics. Well, it took, what, five episodes to even use the name Moon Knight? Yes. For a lot of it, the hero... And the villain were not acting particularly different. Yeah. And I struggled with that, too. Well, the villain, having been uh, a former 
avatar of Khonshu and having essentially switched jobs to work for a god that's a little more proactive Yeah, didn't work overly well for me. They spent a fair amount, particularly in the early episodes, with the blackout, the jumping between places, you know, what's the impact on Steven's life, all of that, and very much trying to get us confused. Well, and early on, uh, reflections were used a lot to kind of instigate the switching yes. of personalities. Well, and there are a few things they did that I don't really feel had quite the payoff it could have or should have, because when we first see Ethan Hawke's character, Stephen is kind of woken up out near a castle mm -hmm. and then goes into the town. That's where he hits the character and stuff. I was going through, because we watched four episodes one night and the other two tonight. Uh, and between those, I read the Wikipedia, or not the Wikipedia, the IMDb page for those four episodes. And apparently when they're in that truck chase, all that kind of a mm -hmm. thing, somewhere in that whole sequence in that town, there was a package for uh, Von D, as in Victor Von Doom. Oh. Who has a castle very much like the one we had seen, so that could have been Latveria. I figured we were somewhere in Germany or German-speaking area. Based Eastern on European sort of a thing, yeah. Well, based on the signage and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm not saying it was Latveria, but that's about as close as I can find any connection to the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And, I mean, we were bouncing between Cairo, London, I'm trying to think where else. And, I mean, we did a fairly good globetrotting kind of a thing, although how we got from point A to point B, it just kind of glossed over. Magic. Until yeah. we flew. Well, and when you have literal gods roaming the earth, mm -hmm. which they firmly established here. I mean, we had two of them duking it out at the pyramids. We had one god who was kind of impatient to figure out what date something happened on, so oh. he just reversed to the sky. There was a comment on IMDb, which is the same comment you had had of, they've got an iPad, don't they just have an astrology app that can kind of rerun the stars for them? Yeah. And the, the comment on IMDb is, any decent astronomy app would do that. You yes. Know? These things follow physics and math, and you could, you know. You know, but it's so much easier for a god to see it in 3D in front of him. I get the god not knowing what apps are on the iPad. I, I can grant that. <laughs> You know, the person with the iPad, however, not so much. Yeah, but is she really going to tell the god he's wrong? She sure was happy to later. <laughs> that is true. It was interesting because that was, what was her name again? Layla? Yeah, Layla. Because it's, it's Marlene in the comics. Mm. So I'm not sure if it's supposed to be the same character or not. But when Stephen was going through Mark's phone and we got all of her names and then Duchamp or whatever, mm -hmm. that was... Frenchie, who was kind of the sidekick Alfred type from Moon Knight back oh, in the day. that's funny. So there are a few other characters I was expecting. Are we going to see? Are we going to reference? We never got concrete payoff on the sand around the bed. Was it only for the footprint so he would have visible proof of whether or not he sleepwalked? Because I kind of wanted there to be some Egyptian connection to the sand. Yeah, I would have appreciated that too. I, I think there was a couple of things that in their minds, they knew what was going on. But for those of us actually watching the thing, they could have spelled out a little clearer. I mean, it just, to me, it felt like since this was very enmeshed in the Egyptian gods, etc., etc., if in all that research Stephen had done, there had been something of, as long as you're on Egyptian soil, X, Y, or Z, 
So he has his bed on this island of Egyptian sand. But that's the thing is he doesn't. He has it around the bed. Well, we we never saw under the bed. I think we'd seen enough of the floorboard on the inner side where the bed was to indicate. Interesting. But I also couldn't figure out the tape on the door other than to know the door hadn't opened. Exactly. That was the only point, to know he hadn't gone out the door. Yeah. Which, given the god could just seemingly Q-style snap him from here to there, didn't seem to matter. I never really got a clear sense of what these gods could and couldn't do. Well, he seemed to fall asleep, go adventuring for two days, and wake up with no footprint in the sand and still ankle shackled to the bed. Well, and it would have been nice if we had at some point, even if it had been there at the end when we finally get Jake, to have Jake putting the sand in as he's getting back into bed. That would have been funny. Yes. You know, just kind of, I can't believe I've got to keep doing this every time, but okay. Yeah, well, and just kind of like you're saying, with the muttering as he puts the tape over the door, does Stephen really think this is a good security system? See, there are a couple of things I think they could have done with Jake there at the end, just within a, you know, a 30 second kind of a clip to really close the loop on a few of those things. And until we got him at the end, the additional blackouts and a few of those things, I mean, to me, you've got two personalities, why not have a third? I figured we had a third for sure when we were in the bedroom as children, because there was no way Stephen was protecting Mark from the beatings. Yeah, well, and if one of them was there, they, one of them should have remembered. So when they went the multiple personality route for the Hulk, it kind of made sense. Mm -hmm. Because you've got Bruce Banner, you've got the Hulk, that kind of a thing. And again, they've gone that route with the MCU because it, it makes sense. And Peter David ran with that wonderfully, introducing quite a few different personalities and variants and, and evolutions of them. But with Moon Knight, it always felt to me like they were trying to, to fix the character, that it was just a knockoff Batman kind of a thing. So this will make it interesting. Or wouldn't it be wild if? Yeah. You know, and again, introducing the Mr. Knight character and a few of those other things they did. And other people may find them cool, and I'm not saying they're wrong. I mean... Mr. Knight cracked me up. I think it was a better setup here when it's a summon the suit, and he's got no idea of a superhero suit, so he's summoning a suit. Yeah. But, you know. Well, and I just loved kind of the, when it's Steven shining through, we've got Mr. Knight. So to me, it was a visual clue. Yes, it was. But it took until, what, the sixth episode? For Mr. Knight to actually fight? Yes. Well, and there was a very good, when we were on the boat going to the afterlife and stuff, there was a very good kind of revelation of, wait, if Mark knows this, so does Stephen. Yeah. Which I and, disagree with, but if Mark's got it, Stephen's got it, okay. Yeah, well, it was almost not quite a merging of the personalities, but it was kind of a uh, going to... Uh, Flash, it was almost a, where the Wells is, a committee of Wells is. Oh, well, I took it as if he can do it and I'm him, I can do it. Maybe not the same way. Yeah. So maybe not have the exact same skills because it's not like Mark suddenly got the Egyptian knowledge. Right. But muscle memory. Uh, muscle memory and I'm in as good a shape as he is, very literally. Yes. So, and in the comic, as I recall, Mr. Knight had a different fighting style than Moon Knight. Of course, around that time, they were playing Moon Knight is he's dressing in white because he wants them to see him coming. He's not trying to hide. He's not afraid. He doesn't need stealth. He's that good. 
interesting. Yeah, that was kind of my take. Yeah, for me, no, it, it went very much with the mummy, the moon, the Egyptian aspect. Well, and again, the, the visual difference between Moon Knight and Mr. Knight and the way they would flip between them and stuff, I felt worked really well. Yeah, it did. It was a good visual. Yeah. And the, the light coming from the eyes and such. I'm mm-hmm. really curious how they did the effects on all of that, how much was... I mean, obviously, there's digital when he's morphing from one suit to another or into one of the suits. Yeah. How much of the fight scenes was physical, practical versus digital? Mm-hmm. Because it all looked great. I mean, I think they did a, a great job with, with all of it. I liked Layla's costume. That one was interesting. I need to do a little research because I don't know if, if Layla is her own character from the comics that I'm just not remembering or don't know about, if she's supposed to be Marlene in some sense, and if this winged avatar version of her, which I felt was very, it was reminiscent but very different from Falcon. Mm-hmm. But I felt some of the, the lessons they learned from doing Falcon, they certainly were able to apply here. Well, I felt her winged costume had a great Egyptian look. Mm-hmm. It had kind of great toga basics to it. Yeah. The wings reminded me of the paintings in the pyramids. I mean, everything about it felt right for what they were doing. It was incredibly well themed. It was yeah. a good visual. It was a well-realized costume. The way when she was kind of pulling the swords out from behind and wound up with the wings and stuff was cool. Yeah. So it was a much more weaponed version than Falcon. About the only thing that made me do a double take on hers was when one of Moon Knight's moon-shaped... His shuriken type things. Yeah, yeah. Got ricocheted at her and it seemed to pin the wing. I, I took it as it pinned her wrist. Ah, okay. But it took her a while to get able to free it, but which was weird because she was using her other arm to shield, mm-hmm. and I felt she should have been able to yeah. pull the thing at that point. I would have, again, I don't know if that's that winged Avatar character is from the comics, and I'm just not, again, remembering or knowing, or not, much less what the character name would have been. Yeah, they didn't give it to us. Well, in the comics, Moon Knight generally is a solo character. Granted, he hung out with the West Coast Avengers back in the 80s, but other than that, the other character I kind of associate him with was either Midnight, and it was a guy in essentially a black costume. Mm-hmm. And I think the guy who was on the horse or whatever here. Yes. I think that was his alter ego. Oh, interesting. So I don't know if they were setting that guy up to later become or, or not. I don't know. Now, when we were at that guy's private collection that was museum worthy and he had the uh, the glass pyramids yes that was on it was very louvre i think that was very intentional yeah and i thought you know that was that was a nice touch well and that was also one of the big set pieces because they were doing two fights at once in kind of the horse arena and had a lot going on kind of interplaying and stuff so i think that was again a set piece they kind of built part of the show around Mm mm-hmm and it worked. It was some great stuff. Yeah. You know, I thought that was a, a fun venue and, and part of the story. When we got to the Chamber of the Gods and stuff, I think that was well realized. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of thought into the tombs of the pharaohs and mm-hmm. kind of all the myths and legends about what was put into the tombs with the pharaohs. Yeah. The, the hidden escape hatches and... 
really just all the myths and legends that you hear from archaeologists about them. Well, and that's where I think the History Channel is really missing an opportunity here because they could do a series of what do these shows and movies get right, get wrong, what are they inspired by, where do they take liberties, because that ah, just is a better story. Yeah. You know, because you could cover Nordic mythology with Thor. Yeah. Egyptian mythology here with, with Moon Knight. A couple of other mythologies, uh, mainly the Greco-Roman stuff with the Eternals. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just off the top. Yeah. Well, and literally, that's just Marvel. That's just Marvel. Yeah. So, there were some times with this six-episode stuff where I was thinking, should this or could this have been a movie? Mm. And obviously, it's about three times as long as a movie, but... Did we need all of it? Could they have condensed? And I think that maybe they could have. I spent so much time confused that I think a, a faster pace yeah. would have served me better. Well, it seemed like it took the entire first episode to even get to where we see Moon Knight. And if this had been a movie, that would have been 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. The whole, he works in the gift shop. Oh, that's my point. That whole lead up of the first episode should have and could have been condensed to 15, 20 minutes tops, possibly as far as five and half of it happening through the opening credits. I mean, we could have seen him doing the opening, the, the whole gift shop stuff without any dialogue as we're just going through the opening credits of, you know, this credit and that credit and so forth. Yeah. As if, as he's walking through the museum, as if those are the museum pieces almost. You know? Yeah. So there's ways they could have done that very artfully in a movie way faster than they did here. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth episode, the whole Insane Asylum stuff, while it was against from the comics and interesting, there's an aspect where I think you could go from the end of episode four to the start of episode six and really not miss a whole lot. That was the point which I wanted to make sure we weren't watching the show Legion. Yes. That was the other one of a crazed Marvel character taking place in an asylum, and you never knew what was real, what was not. I mean, I just, yeah. We watched the first season of that. I don't know that we ever got to the second. It's on the list. It's a long list. Yeah. It's and it's not list. high on the list. This was one that, I'll be honest, going into it, I was wondering, am I going to like it? Is it going to be well done? What take on the character are they going to have? Because, again, there have been multiple takes on the comics. And, honestly, this one covered quite a few of them. Mm -hmm. and acknowledged. Most of them. It honestly kind of didn't acknowledge, because it didn't fit where they're at with the character here, of the period I kind of, you know, liked the best. But you've got to set him up before he can hang with the Avengers, and that version, which, again, they're not going to do what I would, you know, find reminiscent from the West Coast Avengers, just because that was a sane character, this one is not. Yeah. Well, I thought they did a good job with having Layla kind of come in with the whole... I guess our marriage has fallen apart since you disappeared on me for two months. Mm -hmm. Then coming to recognize, okay, this isn't an act with the Steven stuff. This is a mental break of some kind. This is a problem to accepting that part of him. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I'll be honest. I do think they could have done a little better on that part of the storyline, but it gave her a fairly interesting arc mm -hmm. and her awareness of the Moon Knight, Khonshu, all that stuff. I feel, again, we got great payoff there at the end when her she at least temporarily became an avatar. Yeah. The question is, is she still one or not? Because we don't really address that there at the end. They strongly implied she's not, and she had said she would become a temporary avatar. She said that, but Mark also thought he quit Khonshu. Yeah. 
So I don't know where they're going to take this character next. If we're going to get a second season, which they've kind of hinted maybe, maybe not. Don't know. They left this such that they don't have to do a second season. Unlike Loki, where it's like, yeah, you're gonna. And I don't know how they're going to integrate this character in either with the Avengers or the Eternals or wherever they want to take it. Mm -hmm. And I felt there were some opportunities to at least connect to some stuff. Because we did see a museum in the Eternals. I forget what city that was in. Yeah. And even if it was a different city, because this is clearly in London, it could have had a museum exhibit that they've moved, you know, or is traveling exhibit now. It's suddenly at, at Stevens Museum. Mm -hmm. You know, but again, no reference to the Battle of New York or the Avengers or the blip or anything makes yeah. this feel kind of free floating, mm -hmm. which isn't a bad thing. But one of the strengths of the MCU is that interconnected Marvel Universe. Yeah. So it was a missed opportunity there. And again, don't know where or if we will see this character. I mean, I'm sure we we will. Why invest six episodes to not do that? Mm -hmm. You know, if they're going to build up either to a new Avengers team or something like that, he's certainly a, a, a contender for that. Well, and he was a fun character. He even, was. Even when he confused me, even when he was totally crazy, he was fun. Well, and Oscar Isaac, I think, did a good job playing the different roles. Yes. I liked the Mark Spector version better than the Stephen Grant version. Part of that is I like the Mark Spector Moon Knight better, and he's more assertive heroic versus the what the hell's going on Stephen Grant. Yeah. So I don't think we were supposed to love Stephen Grant, although he was the, frankly, the nicer side of the character. He was the nicer, nerdier side. Yes. But I don't feel we ever really got the full payoff, like when he was saying, why do we only have the six Egyptian gods in this council and the poster and stuff versus the nine or whatever? The only real payoff we got for the the brains and the nerdiness was when he was putting together the... Uh, the map, the yeah. constellation map, and when they were realizing where they were in the underworld. Mm -hmm. He was there for exposition is the problem. There was never any point where he was able to be geeky for the sake of being geeky, not for the sake of servicing the story. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how you'd fit that in, but I don't know. It would have been nice. So, I mean, overall, it was it was well done. It was enjoyable, if a little confusing in places. And again, did it need to be six episodes? I question. I don't know that I liked this as much as, say, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. But that was a bit more comedic at places, also a little darker in one or two places. I really enjoyed WandaVision. Yeah. I think that was, was really well done. Loki was a ton of fun. So I think they've got a, a high bar, and they didn't do bad here, but I don't know that it quite measured up to the others for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also not as big of a fan of Moon Knight as I am some of the other characters. Well, it's funny, because I did love some of the visuals here. Yes. Well, and there were a couple of times where... Moon Knight is, you know, in the air and the cape kind of does the moon crescent shape and such. Yeah. And they held it long enough to see it, but not long enough to, okay, guys, come on. Yeah. And there have been a few in the Batman movies where it's like, okay, the bat plane is flying up to the moon. It's hanging there. It's still hanging there. Oh, my God. Is he stalled out? He's still up there. Oh, now it's going down. Yeah. It's like, that was a little too long, guys. No, they did some of the ones here in just the right amount. Yeah. I, I was a little confused when Moon Knight could suddenly fly, but okay. Overall, though, the realization of the costume when he would strike some of those, I don't say poses, but you know what I mean. Yeah. 
silhouettes and stuff. They did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. But I think Marvel really knows how to, across their shows, including the Netflix ones, choreograph a good fight scene, mm-hmm. have it to where the camera's moving, but not what the hell's going on. You're moving too fast or too slow or something like that. Mm-hmm. And do all of those things in the service of the story. Yeah. And again, the fight at the end where Layla's in, you know, a powered up version and we've got Moon Knight alternating with Mr. Knight and stuff. That whole fight scene where those two are teaming up against Harrow. Harrow, yeah. It uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah. Particularly when you've got the two giant gods in the background. Yes. Again, two giant gods. I mean, by giant, I mean, they're the size of the pyramid. So I don't know, 20 stories tall? They're yes. huge. At least 20s. And nobody's noticing. Nobody's noticed. Nobody's bothered to call in the Avengers. Uh, nothing. Yeah, well, you know. Just so confusing. Mm. But yeah, it was fun. If they'd gone longer than this, it's like, yeah, that would have been a little much. Not ending with a where can I find this character or what's next for the Marvel Universe. I mean, granted, it's going to be the Doctor Strange movie that's mm. that's already opened. But we'll catch that when we catch that. We're not going out to the theater for that, I think. I'm curious about it. But it's, yeah. it's, it's Sam Raimi, so mm. it may be – I question if it's going to be a little more horror-ish that I may want. But I'm curious. So, like I said, this was fun. It was billed as a limited series. Maybe we get a second season. Maybe we don't. Maybe he shows up somewhere else, which I would imagine. Don't know, though. Yeah. But I would like to see more of the character. Yeah, me too. Anything else? I think that does it. Cool. The show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.